This is episode 215. I've done so much work, so why do the same triggers keep happening with Kelsey? Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Thank you to all my longtime listeners and welcome to all my new listeners. As a reminder, here's how the show works. Every Wednesday, I put up a coaching episode. It's unedited, unproduced, unscripted. You just get to hear a raw, real coaching session with someone. Those episodes are always numbered. Every Saturday, I put up what I call a coach's corner. It has a CC in front of it, and it's either me talking about a subject or interviewing another expert. So if you're new to the show, go ahead and binge. And remember not to let the title of a show stop you from listening. Like last week, the episode was about stop stressing about being single. But even if you're not single or you're single and not stressing about it, definitely go back and listen to that show because there's some really great insights, again, about how our past impacts whatever we choose in our present and our future. So you'll be able to probably identify some recurring patterns in your life if you go back and listen to that episode. Today's episode is about something so many of you can relate to. This is something that comes up a lot on the show. I've done so much work. I have so much awareness. Why aren't things changing? So as I've explained before, awareness is really just the first step. It's a powerful step. It's often a difficult step to take, to look at our past, to start to understand why we are the way we are, why we respond the way we respond, so on and so forth. But it's a step. It doesn't complete the transformation process. Integration, healing, that takes more than just awareness. It takes a lot of the things that we talk about on the show. It takes doing the inner child work. It takes doing the healing work and going back to those emotions that we stuffed aside. It takes maybe working with a therapist or coach. It takes practice as well. And it also takes getting out of your head and getting into your body and getting into your feelings. Awareness is in our mind and it's liberating to be able to psychoanalyze ourselves and connect dots, but we can't just stay in our mind and expect to change. And I see a lot of people get stuck there. So if you can relate to being in your head and having a lot of awareness, well, you're going to love this episode. And two, I really want to invite you to my signature retreat that's coming up in March. I lived in my head. I still spend a lot of time there. And the thing that really shifted things for me is when I got out of my head and into my body, into my emotions. And I also did it with other people. It's great to do emotional work on your own. It's great to do it in the comfort of a one-on-one relationship with a coach or a therapist. And it's even more powerful to do it in a retreat or workshop type of environment. My spring retreat, as I've said before, is based on work that changed my life. It really was the turning point when I started doing the work that I teach in this retreat. So come and join me. And if you've come to my signature retreat before, but it's been years, oh my gosh, you're going to want to come back. We've really up-leveled it. It's in a much bigger space. It's in a gorgeous hotel in Paradise Point. 
come back or come for the first time. It's March 6th through 8th in San Diego. The URL is christinehasser.com slash spring dash retreat. That'll be in the show notes. You can also email jill at christinehasser.com to apply. Go to the page, check it out, watch the video. It's going to be one of those things where your intuition is going to say, oh, yes, 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 I want to go. But your mind is going to come up with all kinds of reasons for why you can't. You can't get a sitter for the kids. You can't take that Friday off of work. You can't blah, 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 blah. Just know that that's the protective part of you that doesn't want you to change. That's quite comfortable in whatever patterns that you're currently running. So I really, really hope that you gently push through that resistance and just come, just sign up. I have never in my almost 10 years of doing this and taking hundreds and hundreds of women through this retreat, I have never once had anybody say, I wish I wouldn't have come. Every single person, you can look at some of the testimonials, leaves feeling like more of themselves, their true selves. So again, go to christinehasler.com slash spring retreat. All right. So as you are listening to this episode with Kelsey, consider, have you done a lot of work, but still find the same triggers and patterns are holding you back? Do you have a ton of awareness? So much so that you really think you should be different, but you're not. In close relationships, do you have a pattern of either pushing someone away or being super clingy or combo of both? Do you go back and forth between the two? And finally, did you feel safe and seen as a child? And do you feel safe and seen now? Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, my favorite shoe company, Rothy's. Have you heard about Rothy's? They're making stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles. Oh, and they're so comfortable and fully machine washable. On the last trip that I took for my wedding and my honeymoon, these were my go-to shoes. We were walking around the French Riviera. Sounds so cool to say French Riviera. And I like my feet to be comfortable and you know, I'm in the French Riviera. I want to look cute and stylish too. So I had my Rothy's shoes with me and I just love that they're so versatile. I can wear them with jeans. I can wear them with a dress. They're stylish, comfortable, and like I said, washable all in one pair of shoes. So they're the perfect flats for life on the go. They come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns, and they're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. They launch new colors and patterns every week and they sell out constantly. Rothy's are seamlessly knit using thread from recycled plastic water bottles. So they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. Plus Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. No risk, no worries, no reasons not to try. The other thing I love about Rothy's is they own and operate their manufacturing workshop where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. Plus Rothy's ship directly in their shoebox, no unnecessary packaging. These are feel-good flats in more ways than one. So here's your call to action. Go to rothys.com slash over to get your new favorite flats, comfortable, stylish, and sustainable. Head to rothys.com slash over today. And now on to my coaching episode with Kelsey. Kelsey, welcome to the show. What's your question? So my question is, I guess, kind of background is I've done tons of healing and inner child work, like specifically the last couple of years. And I'm in a new relationship and I'm just really struggling with like anxious attachment. And even though I'm super, super hyper aware, I still struggle 
um, with like irrational thoughts and kind of wanting to let fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like I'm not always acting my true self because I know the difference, the feeling like of my authentic self and of anxious kind of response. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just not really sure how to integrate anything other than I'm already doing. And it just sometimes gets a bit debilitating. What are you already doing? So an example is I might be with a person that I'm dating and I will, everything's going fine. Everything's going good. And I'll just feel like I need to leave. Like I need to leave their house. I need to leave the Mm -hmm. restaurant. And I kind of talk myself down and I've kind of used the wording barriers down. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's a vulnerability thing. And I feel with the more awareness, the harder it is. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of people that listen to the show, including me, (laughs) can relate to how awareness can sometimes be, it's a blessing and it's, for lack of a better word, a curse because you know why it's happening, but you can't seem to change it. So you're not alone in that. Let me, uh, let's just break this down a little bit because you use a lot of buzzwords like anxious attachment. (laughs) How, in your words, would you describe that? And just briefly, why do you think you have that attachment style? Okay. I kind of explain anxious attachment. In my understanding of it, for myself, is kind of like a self-sabotaging, either feeling really, really clingy, like needing over-validation and kind of making problems out of nothing for myself, but then on the other end, or completely um, wanting to push away. Mm -hmm. And so I feel that I kind of have that push and pull with it. And when I feel balanced and this calm and serenity, that's when I feel like my authentic self and I want to be able to, you know, have more of that. Mm -hmm. And I know that for me, it's not the fear of of someone leaving. It's the fear of not knowing what's going to happen next and not having that control. Okay. And where does that come from, from your past? I think just kind of growing up like, you know, doing some of the child work is what a lot of people, I guess, have and not feeling enough as I am. And that's something I've been trying to work on, but it's a really long process. So what made you not feel enough specifically? Um, I think it's because I never really got any positive or negative reinforcement. So even if I got 80s or 90s, I didn't think I was smart until I was an adult because no one ever really said, you know, that's awesome. Good job. And so I feel like I'm just always striving higher and higher. And so in a relationship, let me ask you more questions. What was your relationship with your parents like? Well, I didn't have a relationship with my dad for the last 10 years because of growing up and the recently back in my life. But I think it was a lot of trying to get them to say something specifically with my dad because my parents were separated and I grew up in both households. And my mom would always say, you know, your dad loves you, your dad's proud of you, but he would, he would never say it. And I was just always striving to get some type of validation. Okay. And I wouldn't, I would only get, you know, you're oversensitive, stop crying and those types of things. And Okay, got it. And mom? And mom, I feel that she was supportive. However, um, when there was, say, my stepdad in the picture or my biological dad, she would kind of take their side. My mom wasn't really able to kind of stand up on her own, if that makes sense. So I feel mm-hmm. like I wasn't fully supported in that way. Mm-hmm. It was behind the scenes supported, if you want to say it that way. Right, right. Okay. And so kind of conflicting messages too. So. Right, especially from mom. Um, so let's let's look at what you've said so far. And thank you for all that information. So you described anxious attachment style as a self-sabotaging behavior. I want you to use a new word. 
because every time you say sabotaging, that's a judgment and you feel like you're doing something wrong. It's actually a self-protective behavior. Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. Because you're, what, what's basically going on is you're not feeling safe. So instead of that, what were you, what was the phrase you say to yourself? Boundaries, what? Or barriers, what? Barriers down. Barriers okay. down. That's going to freak out a part of you, which is why it's not working. Okay. Yeah. There's a part of you that's like, no way, Jose, barriers are not coming down because these well-enforced walls have kept us safe. So put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly, close your eyes, take a deep breath and say, I am safe. I am safe. And again, I am safe. Yeah. So that's, and that's something I actually have been trying to practice. It just does feel very foreign. Okay. So <laughs> that's the missing piece. And that's why with all this awareness, you haven't quite integrated is because you have the awareness, but you haven't created a sense of safety inside yourself. And it makes sense why you have this anxious attachment style. We don't even need to put a label on it. I can just say, yeah. all right, well, first of all, we have dad who's emotionally unavailable and you're always looking for some kind of love you, and you never know where you stand with him. And then you've got mom who's supportive, except when there's a man in the room. So you never know where you stand with her either. So you weren't protected and you weren't seen. Mm -hmm. And those are two really massive things. So safety comes from feeling really seen as a child and feeling really safe. And you didn't have either. Yeah. And I know you know this. I'm just reiterating it to <laughs> yeah. you, maybe in different no, I had to Yeah, in, in different words. And the the piece that I would encourage you to work on is this the really seeing yourself and the really being safe because you're so committed to changing this that there's a part of you that's making a part of you feel unsafe. For example, let's say you and I were in a friendship and I was constantly trying to make you different and not accepting you a hundred percent. How safe with me would you feel? Not at all. <laughs> How seen by me would you feel? I'd feel dismissed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see how you're doing that to yourself? I didn't think of it that way at all, but that does make sense. Yeah. A massive piece of self-love, which is your key to integration here is acceptance. So much acceptance and so much compassion for that little girl who never knew where she stood. Of course, if you as a little girl never knew where you stood with mom or dad yeah. and never felt really seen or protected, then of course you're going to fear uncertainty. So the pattern you had with both mom and dad, which is not really knowing where you stood, is showing up in the relationship. And you're just basically playing out behaviors that you had as a kid. I'm sure at times you were clinging with mom and wanted her attention. And, and then even you acted out pushing dad away by not talking to him for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So this isn't about the relationship. It's more about the little girl who really is so scared to open her heart because she had it broken. And because mm -hmm. you have never had a really, really safe and seen relationship, it's completely new to mm -hmm. you. 
Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your partner. Is it a man or a woman? A man. A man. Okay. And what is he like? We kind of had, like, I would say like on and off for the last year. However, things completely took a turn a couple months ago and things have been really, really, really great. And they kind of what, what I, I didn't expect. And they're following through with everything that I've kind of ever wanted. And, and that's kind of where I'm getting stuck because it's everything I've wanted. And right. so I know that my, some of my behaviors have been confusing to that person because I'll say I want to stay because I actually do. And something in me will want to physically leave or I'll randomly, I'll be through the week and I'll be like, oh my gosh, are we actually still dating? Like I actually, those are some of the thoughts that will come up right. and I actually do stop myself from feeding into it most times, but it, on my end, it's kind of uh, crippling sometimes, but I guess the progress for me is I don't give into those irrational things, but they're super, they feel like they're out of nowhere. And so when I do have fed into them, it confuses that person I'm with. Oh, right? sure, sure. And what's his attachment style? Do you know? I'm actually, I can't remember what that attachment style is where when people get close emotionally, they sometimes back off a bit. Avoidant. That's kind of what I thought it was before, but they're just opening up more and more little by little, mm-hmm. but they're the nurturer type and very protective. And do you have any idea what his wounding is from childhood? I feel like he was the, he had to parent himself, one of those types of situations. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that as much as I thought I had him figured out, I'm learning more and more. And I feel like his healing looks different than my healing. Mm-hmm. And he has let me in little by little. And he's just, he's always like, he has that presence, that safety component that I've never had with anyone. And I think that's what scares is because his presence alone without saying or doing anything is that feeling of complete safety and that I'm okay, which I'm trying to give myself, but I've never had that with even in part, even in romantic relationships, I've never really had that. And it's this calming feeling. Yes. And that's beautiful. And that's how a relationship Mm -hmm. can be healing because I do believe that we are responsible for healing ourselves. Self-love is a foundation for everything, but we don't live in an independent universe. And so you've got this amazing relationship and there's a healing opportunity here. Now, I'm going to say something to you and I don't want you to feel bad or beat yourself up for this, mm-hmm. but you're, it, there's a way you're feeding into his wounding a little bit too, because if you are telling me he had to parent himself, that says to me that he couldn't trust his parents they weren't reliable. So you have similar issues. And every time you waver, (laughs) every time you run or shut down, it's feeding into his wounding. Yes. And I think that's why it was the back and forth for a while. Yeah. Both of you have never felt safe. Yeah. 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 And so another big part of your integration, other than really, really one, taking out the judgment and moving into full acceptance of this self-protective, not sabotaging, self-protective behavior. And the other part is to remember his wounding. And in those moments when you get scared, also keep in mind that you running or you getting, or you putting walls up or even you getting clingy is going to feed into he can't trust 
you and he's with an inconsistent person. So my suggestion to you would be to find a word or a phrase that basically in the moment explains to him what's going on without having to explain it. Like you could say, I'm triggered. You could say, I'm time traveling right now. I'm in my past. You could say, I'm scared. What, mm-hmm. what do you usually say when a trigger comes up? Um, I sometimes get really quiet mm-hmm. and just really try to like talk myself down. And something that actually has really helped me, like this is just, I guess, the side note is I ask myself if it's the, if it's the truth. That's a good one. And, and I find it helpful for myself because 99.9% of the time, it's not the truth of the whole situation. And I don't even feel that I need to let him in on that. Right. But that's what's been helpful for me. But sometimes I do look for external validation. I've said to him, do you think that I'm going to work through this? I've only said it a few times and him saying yes, it's like calmed me down. But for the most part, I'm doing it myself. And um, I, I love that you say it's the truth. I don't love you asking, am I ever going to get through this? Because I know that's the <laughs> right. And I understand it's okay, but I do want you to find a way because again, this is where the relationship can be a healing opportunity. And this is part of being seen Yeah, to really being seen in your vulnerability, because if there's the not enoughness thing, there's also the limiting belief. If he really sees me, he's not going to love me. Yeah. And so in those moments when you're feeling really triggered, See if you can just stop yourself. See if you can say, I'd love to share with you how I'm feeling in this moment. Are you available to listen? I don't expect you to fix it or make me feel better. That's a very important thing to say to a man. I don't expect you to fix it. And just talk out your feelings. Get them out and breathe. And instead of looking for validation or running, because the looking for validation is part of the clinging. Yes. And the running is part of the wanting to push away. Yeah. So do you see how this is a bit different than how you've been handling it? Absolutely. And do you think you can do that? Yes. I feel like I've done little bits and pieces like of the, you know, talking and not saying don't fix me, but just being able to have those concrete ideas moving forward, I feel like a more calmness because I kind of thought of it as a black and white situation. Like I'm already trying these things and it's not working. Mm-hmm. So I think just being able to ease in these different, different kind of opportunities to talk about stuff or, in, you know, kind of different language, I think will yeah. be huge for me. Maybe you've heard me say healing is the application of love to the places inside that hurts. Healing mm-hmm. is not analyzing. Healing is not judging. Healing is not trying to pep talk yourself out of a situation. Yeah. Healing is not analyzing. So the biggest words here are seen and safe. Mm -hmm. And there's a level of vulnerability with yourself and with him that needs to come forward because Mm -hmm. in talking to you, Kelsey, you're still very much in your head. I'd love to get you to my spring retreat because I'd get you out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's another reason you don't feel quite safe is because you're not yet in your body fully. Yeah. Yeah. And, but rightfully so, because you never felt seen and safe. So I just want you to have so much compassion. Your, your commitment to change 
your judgment of yourself, your psychoanalysis of yourself has gotten yeah. you this far and it's motivated yeah. you to do the work you've done, which is great. Mm-hmm. What's missing massively and which is why I think you feel stuck is truckloads of self-compassion and acceptance and really forgiving yourself and knowing that this is a self-protective behavior. Of course you're acting this way. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. And more patience is required and less (laughs) judgment and less shame and more being with it rather than trying to fix it. Just when the fear Mm -hmm. comes up, when the, are we still dating or this is everything Mm -hmm. I ever wanted, but oh shit, is it going to go away? Whatever those thoughts are that make you want to cling or make you want to push away, that push-pull thing, just greet it and go, oh, hi, protective part. What do you need in this moment? Because from talking to you, it sounds like when these come up, you're like, oh no, oh no, there it is. And you immediately try to fix it. There's no greeting it with compassion and acceptance. And things won't change without compassion and acceptance. They just won't. Mm-hmm. Because a part of you still really thinks this behavior is protecting you. Mm-hmm. Making sense? Yes, yes, yes. I just, I just feel like, I feel like I had it all figured out and that I wasn't missing anything. And I just feel like it's a big eye opener. And I'm someone that likes concrete things to do. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, it's just, I don't know, kind of weight lifted off for, so I can mm-hmm. continue on healing. Mm-hmm. Good. Just continuing on being seen and being safe. Because mm-hmm. there's really nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, I'd also recommend, you've probably heard me say this, getting a picture of your little girl and mm-hmm. looking at her daily and telling her she'll, telling herself she's safe. But amp up that compassion when these patterns come up. Amp it up. Yeah. It works. It really, really works over time. You know, when I am with the part of me that's anxious or with the part of me that's insecure or whatever may be coming up, it shifts it because I am able to be with it and give it what it needs. You're not really listening to these triggers that come up. You're trying to mute them. Eliminate them, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Any questions? No, I just, I'm just really, really grateful because I feel like that's exactly what I've been looking for the last couple of months in my problem solving. (laughs) It's the, it's the acceptance part. And I know that I can eliminate it, but it's just, how do I, you know, make it work so that, you know, I can kind of move through it rather than suppressing or running or pushing or all those things so I just feel like even just like the big takeaway for me is a self-protective behavior rather than self-sabotage yeah yeah and you will even using that word eliminate right that's just how harsh you are with this piece of you yeah (laughs) yeah and that to me the harshness you have towards yourself is unprocessed anger that you have towards your parents yeah yeah. So maybe consider coming to the spring retreat so you can deal with yeah. all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or mastery. Either would help. Yeah. But you've done so much and I really acknowledge you for all the awareness and all the work that you've done. And it sounds like you have a partner who's willing to work with you, which is awesome. That's really the most important part of a relationship is willingness. Yeah. And don't hide from him. 
allow yourself to be seen and safe and vulnerable, not so that he can fix you and not so that he can reassure you, but so that the part of you that doesn't feel like it's safe to be seen starts to get rewired a bit. Yeah. All right. No, I agree with that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So thank you, Kelsey, for all the work you've done. I really acknowledge all the awareness you have and all the work that you've done, and you're much further than you think. So let's dive in. As you heard Kelsey say, she's done a lot of work, a lot of inner child work, but in her words, with the more awareness, the harder it is. And I see this all the time. Like I explained in the intro, awareness is just the first step. It's a big step, but it's the first step of any healing or transformation. Just connecting a dot or knowing something in our mind, like her awareness that she has what she calls anxious attachment style is not enough to actually change the attachment style. If you're interested in learning about attachment styles, briefly said, it is the way our relationship was with our parents or our caregiver or caregivers. The bonding style creates a secure, anxious, or avoidant attachment. There's variations on all of those. Some of us have combination If you're interested in learning more, the book I really like to recommend is Attached. I can't think of the authors right now, but just look up Attached on Amazon and you'll find that. Labels are useful, but we don't want to get stuck in them. So when Kelsey said she has an anxious attachment style, I really wanted to know in her words what that really means. And as she explained, she either gets needy in a relationship, needy and clingy, or she pushes away. And this makes perfect sense given her parenting. Her dad wasn't around very much and she was always striving to get some sort of validation. And her mom was protective, but it was hit and miss. She wasn't fully supported when her stepdad was around. So she got very conflicting messages. And she also said she never got any positive or really negative reinforcement. So here she is as a child, not really knowing where she stood, looking for validation, looking for protection, looking for support, looking for consistency mainly, and she didn't get it. So of course, in a relationship or in her life in general, she's going to be looking for control and certainty. You can even see that show up in how she's going about her personal growth work. She's an A plus student in terms of knowing the labels and studying it and doing the work. But again, that's because she's looking for control and certainty. The come from isn't quite yet from love and compassion. So I sound like a broken record because I say this on the show a lot. But when you're doing your work, please, please, please don't come from the place of I'm broken and I've got to fix it. Come from, this is my healing opportunity. I accept the way I am right now. Even if I never change, it's perfectly okay. I still love and accept myself. And I am going to go about my healing work from a place of gentleness and compassion. One of the things that I encourage Kelsey to do, and this helps with the compassion piece, is stop using the word sabotage. When we use those kinds of words, they're they're useful in terms of a light bulb moment. Sometimes I'll use them with someone I'm coaching or a client and say, listen, you're sabotaging your relationship because I want that wake up call. But then we explain and have compassion for the sabotaging behavior. And we see that what it really, really truly is, is about self-protection. So I encouraged her to use the word self-protective instead of self-sabotaging. On that same note, I really wasn't a fan of her mantra, barriers down, because to the part of her, 
that's scared to open up her heart because she didn't have that consistency or validation as a child. She didn't feel safe and seen. That's going to scare a part of her. And that's going to reactivate the pattern of pushing away or being clinging even more. So instead of saying barriers down, it's better to reinforce the feeling that you want to reinforce. So what I really encourage her to do is put one hand on her heart, one hand on her belly and say, I am safe. Feel that difference. Feel that difference between saying barriers down and I am safe. Can you see and feel that difference? Barriers down feels a little scary. I am safe, feel supportive. Safety comes from feeling seen and safe. We got to do that for ourselves first. And Kelsey, if you're listening, this is not a judgment. This is just an observation. When I was guiding her through that I am safe process, she said it very quickly, then she rushed back into talking. So what that showed me is that that's still not a place inside where she spent a lot of time going. So for Kelsey and everyone listening, I would continue to reinforce, I am safe, I am safe, I am safe. Let's talk about the boyfriend a little bit. As you heard, he also came from probably a more anxious attachment style as well because he had to parent her parent. So he doesn't really feel safe either. So to help him and herself, because in a relationship, we don't want to make it all about our issues and give ourselves a scapegoat and make our partner the one who always has to bend and be sensitive to our issues. Every single person has some kind of issues and you want to make sure your issues aren't triggering your partner's issues. And if they are, be sensitive to them. So I really encouraged her when she's having those reactions where she wants to push him away, that's going to trigger his buttons of not feeling safe and not knowing where he stands. So instead of running or clinging, my encouragement to her was just stop, think of a word, think of a phrase, reinforce how you feel about him. So his little boy doesn't get scared and do the healing work together. Biggest thing here is stop trying so much to quote unquote, fix yourself. Healing is not analyzing and trying to talk yourself out of something. And it's not having just a bunch of awareness of why things are happening. Healing really is going slow, being gentle, loving yourself, creating that sense of safety, communicating, being vulnerable, and continuing to put one foot in front of the other. Growth is a process, not an event. So be gentle with yourself in your process. Sending you all so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 